Hi, and thank you for joining us for In All Things, a weekly podcast of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. I'm Rachel Joseph. Your host for In All Things is Dean Weaver, State Clerk of the EPC. We pray that God uses Dean and his guests to inform and inspire you about the EPC and how God is working in and through our global movement of Evangelical Presbyterian Churches. The motto of our family of congregations is, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. Now, here's Dean. And thank you very much, Rachel Joseph, as always, for those words of introduction. I always appreciate that. Rachel is a great person to work with here in the Office of the General Assembly of the EPC. She works in our Benefits Resources Office, but we realized that she had a great voice for radio and does a wonderful job introducing us. And so a delight to work alongside of people as gifted and as wonderful as Rachel and having her introduce us is always something I appreciate. Every time we drop a new episode, which if you've never joined us before, In All Things, which is a podcast of the EPC, drops every Friday on the place where you get your podcast, whether it's Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you go, or you can go to our website at epc.org and find our resource page and download it there. We'd love to have you join us, like us, share on social. We think these are conversations that matter. They're conversations that start in-house for those who are in the EPC. I love hearing stories about an elder at a church in Puerto Rico who listens every week faithfully. Alfredo, greeting shout out to you. And then he shares it on with all the other elders and basically says, everybody's going to listen to this and we're going to discuss it at our elders meeting. And, and we have people all over the world that tune in to these conversations, listening in, because these are conversations that really aren't limited to the EPC. They may start there, but that's not where they end. They really go to a much broader, bigger kingdom perspective, as will our conversation today. We're privileged to be joined by Darren Grove. Darren has been an important part of my life, and we actually planted a, a church together back in the day. But he is also the CEO, founder, leader of TrueFit, which is a software products company that works with leaders of software companies. He'll tell us a little bit more about that in a second. But we're here to have him speak about a conference that is put on by the endorsed campus ministry partner of the EPC called the CCO and their upcoming Jubilee conference. In particular, the part of it's for, for people who aren't college students called Jubilee Pro. So Darren, welcome to In All Things. Thank you, Dean. It's great to be here. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. I look forward to hearing your story. I know how passionate you are about integrating faith and work and why that makes a difference in our discipleship as followers of Jesus. And I want to hear more about your story and J-Pro and all of that good stuff. But before we do, uh, today's episode of In All Things is brought to you by the CCO. The Coalition for Christian Outreach is the endorsed campus ministry of the EPC. If we were to go out and create our own campus ministry, it would look exactly like the CCO. And so we're grateful that we don't have to do that. Other people have done that for us, and we get to partner with them. And that's actually one of the things that is so special about the CCO is its view of the local church. It partners with the local church to reach college students for Christ. In fact, their mission is transforming college students to transform the world. And it is a really strategic time in the life of of our intellectual, emotional development to meet a college student in that very important place to engage them with the questions that matter, both head and heart, so that lives would be changed by the gospel. And then as they graduate from college, go out to live lives that are transformational for 
the gospel, including how they think Christianly about their work. And it's one of the most important aspects of sustaining and enduring discipleship in new generations is that our discipleship is integrated with our understanding of vocation, calling, and in particular, work. And so we're going to talk about that today with someone who has done that, lives that, and just is so passionate about that. Darren, if you would, just so our audience has a little bit of context, could you tell people about True Fit? You're not an official sponsor, so, you know, I can't give you a lot of airtime. But, you know, tell us about <laughs> True Fit and tell us why your faith matters to what you do. Well, thanks again, Dean. I, I really appreciate the conversation today. This is a topic that's really important. And I loved your intro about the CCO. Maybe you want to sign up all over again. I've been involved with the CCO for many, many years now, and we can get to that yeah, you're part on of the, the conversation. You're on the board of directors, right? I, I am, and I have been for the past 15 plus years. So I've been yeah. involved with the organization for many years. And many of those years, we have hosted Jubilee Professional, was part of the founding team for JPro. Right. And we'll get to talking about that. But I think a little context would be helpful. So as you mentioned, I'm the founder and CEO of TrueFit. We're a software development firm. We work with business leaders all over the country who are creating new software products. So we meet them when they have a brand new idea sometimes. Sometimes they've never created a software product before. Sometimes this is their first product. They may or may not have any technical background. They may or may not have a software team. And we, in some cases, help them get from zero to one, to from a concept, an idea, to launching their first commercial software product on the market. We also work with established companies, existing software companies who want to take their product to the next level. So we help them in some cases, just accelerate their product roadmap, help everything get to market faster. And sometimes we help them modernize or kind of upgrade their technology and their user experience. So we have the privilege of working with lots of different business leaders across multiple industries, all different size companies. We're in the middle of a couple of big product launches right now. It's a fun time, but it's also an intense time when you're launching a new product. We're working with a global retailer who is launching a connected grill. And we built the mobile product, but those grills are hitting the floor at Lowe's even as we speak. There's a lot of testing going on, a lot of make sure that everything's ready for that. But you'll be able to walk into Lowe's next month and buy a grill that is connected to a mobile app that we created. Wow. So that's been fun. That's super cool. Yeah. What a fun time because as this episode drops, you'll be three weeks out from JPro. So you're, you, you've got your hands full. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So that's what we do. That's what I love to do every day. My background is software development. I started coding when I was in middle school and back when it was first possible to write software. So my roots go all the way back to the beginning and I've always been a nerd. I've always enjoyed creating things. I'm a native Pittsburgher and I come from a manufacturing family. So we're makers at heart. And so I've always been passionate about making software products. Did you study Fortran in high school? I, I did. I took a Fortran class in high school. And my first internship was in Fortran. So wow. yes, I go back to the early days. I started in basic, but like, and then I was, that was Fortran. I go. 
never coded in COBOL, so that was that's, okay. Uh, okay, yeah. When I was uh, I was in <laughs> those high are school, old languages. This this will date me a little bit, Darren. But when I was in high school, I had a Fortran class, and you know you would type out each line of the program in a card, and mm-hmm. you would end up with a stack yep, of cards, cards that you yep. had to put in a reader. And it would send the program over a cable to the mainframe, which was someplace else. And if you were lucky, you you sent that over first period, and you might get the answer back by the end of the day. Like that That's was right. that was my first computer experience. So, yep, I was right there with you back in those early early days, and how far we've come to uh, oh, technology is capable of today, and we have it in our pocket and on our wrist, and it's it's great. Yeah, but. The thing I love about you so much, Darren, is that you are so passionate as a follower of Jesus, and, and you believe it's important to integrate your faith and being a disciple of Jesus with what you do. So could you explain that a little bit? Sure. And I think to really kick off that story, we should go back to those early days when I was in college. This is one of the reasons why the CCO really resonates with me is because when I was in college, I had been raised in a Christian home. I would say I was a follower of Jesus all my whole life since I was a very young age. But it was in college that I started to really ask the hard questions about like, well, what does God want for my life? What's he calling me to do? And I was passionate, as I said, about software. And so I was asking the question, does God care about engineering? Is that something that's important to him? And about that time, I was dating my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, Chris, her dad gave me a book that really kind of opened my eyes and changed my view of my faith and how it connected to my interest in software development and my calling as a software developer. And that book was called Creation Regained by Al Walters. And that book completely connected all the dots for me. It's, it's kind of a dense read. I'm pretty sure you've read Creation Regained. It's foundational at the work of the CCO, the CCO teaches from that book a lot. In fact, yeah, I think I've read book, it at least three, was, at least three times. I'm sure <laughs> that book was actually written by Al out of his training that he was doing at the CCO. So there's like a deep connection between that book and the CCO and this idea of all of life redeemed that God created everything that everything that's created is under the lordship of Christ. And it ought to honor him, glorify him. And that as participants, regardless of what we do for a living, as participants in the creation, we are helping to fulfill the cultural mandate in Genesis to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and bring out all of the potential in the creation. And that includes, for me, software development and technology. So when I first learned that, I was going to school at Grove City, and it connected all the dots. I was like, oh, God does care about engineering. God cares about all vocations, everything, every walk of life or career, those are all in service to what God is doing in the creation to fill the creation with new things, businesses, schools, government, and also to, because of sin, we have to be agents of fixing things. So filling and fixing is kind of our job. And my calling as a leader in a software company is to do that for software and technology. So that was kind of the origin story of how I got there. And there was a lot of stops along the way where God really pressed that into me. But it started at Grove City. It started with the book Creation Regained. And I really understood how significant my faith was to my whole life. 
Yeah. So let's dig down a little deeper on that, Darren, because I love your description of filling and fixing, you know, this idea of cultivating and keeping the creation, God, the creator created co-creators to create with him. He creates out of nothing, but he gives us stuff and the stuff we get to create with to bring about things that would bring him glory. And that includes filling and fixing. I love that. That's my capture for today. How does, how does, Jubilee professional help us do that. So if someone were listening to us today and said, well, I've been listening to Gerard last week on Jubilee, and that sounds really interesting, but how does that apply to me? I'm out of college. There's a really important space just before the conference, and they can come and experience the conference and will be blessed by it, but an important kind of grown-up space, if you will, in the conference that does that. Could you unpack that a little bit more for us? Absolutely. So you're, you touched right on the reason we created Jubilee Professional in the first place. So for many years, I think it's been 50 years, the CCO has been hosting Jubilee in Pittsburgh, the Jubilee Conference, Jubilee Weekend. Do you remember and your first one by chance? I do. I do. Was it and at the Hilton go, still? I did go as a college student. Um, boy, I don't remember the hotel I was in, to be completely <laughs> honest. I remember Tony Campolo was oh, yeah. kind of one of the keynote speakers back in that day. So anyway, for all these years, the CCO has been hosting Jubilee. And at some point, this is probably 15 years ago, like I said, I'm a native Pittsburgher. And I realized that Jubilee is in town. There's all these great speakers. We're having all of this rich content and nobody outside of the college students really know about it. And so Jubilee Professionals started out as an idea to give everyone in the city across all walks of life, all different positions, careers, a taste of Jubilee. Like, How can we take the goodness, richness of Jubilee and give everybody in Pittsburgh and around Pittsburgh? And it's become more national over the years, but how can we give everybody who's not a college student a taste of Jubilee? And that's where Jubilee Professional started. And we had in particular a goal because we would bring in folks who understood how to connect all the dots, and really understood how to unpack the four chapters of the gospel, creation, fall, redemption, restoration. But what we wanted to do was focus in particular on practitioners, people who were living it out in a particular field. So if you were to go into the archives of Jubilee Professional, you would find people in the medical profession, you would find business people, you would find teachers, you'd find people in all walks of life. And we really wanted to hear the stories of how people were implementing this as examples that could inspire and motivate people to help them connect the dots as well. Because unfortunately, that's not a conversation that happens all the time. It's not a very common conversation in the church. I think the UPC has done more in this direction than a lot of denominations or churches. The UPC really gets it. But it's not common. People are not necessarily taught how to connect the dots or how to apply it to their daily life Monday through Saturday. And so we wanted to Jubilee Pro to be a place to come where you could hear examples of what it looked like in action. Yeah, Who are some of the speakers this year, Darren? You bring people in and they're people who are just regular business people or people in a particular field who do just what you said. What are, what's the lineup for Jubilee Pro look like this year? We typically pair people who are instructive and kicking us off this year is Abe Cho. Abe Cho is a veteran of CCO, but 
one of the things we wanted to do is take speakers that were already coming into town that were speaking to college students and give people a taste of Jubilee. So Abe's in town for Jubilee and will be the keynote speaker for Jubilee Pro. David Greisel is coming back this year. David is an architect and the designer of PNC Park, baseball park here in Pittsburgh. I think one of the best baseball parks in the country. And I've actually had a chance to walk with David through PNC Park and explain what he was thinking about architecture and design, how the ballpark was going to integrate with the city, and how his faith informed the design of a ballpark. That's super interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know Um, that you and I were on the same walking tour of that, but I did that with him too. And just things like we wanted people to have the majority of the parking across a bridge. So people have to go across water to get to the ballpark and the reasons why and the the tie-in to the sandstone versus everybody was building with red brick and why they went with sandstone and actually tying it into biblical concepts and ideas. And I remember him saying, Darren... We want people to sit in the ballpark and have an experience of shalom and maybe not even know why. And I I think it's kind of like a field of dreams thing. I mean, people just come. I have good friends that are, for example, I have some great EPC friends who are big time St. Louis Cardinals fans and they love to come to PNC Park. They love it. And, and, And I just think, I think they've hardwired into the fabric of that space some stuff that is just downright, Biblical. Yeah. My favorite story that he told, maybe he'll tell the story again, but he was explaining the design of the right field bleachers. You're a baseball fan, so you know this better than I do, but the right field bleachers, they're the cheap seats, right? That's the worst seats in the house. But he pitched the design of the stadium toward the city so that the people in right field would have the best view of the city. And it was a way of applying the principle of the, you know, the last shall be first in architecture. Um, that biblical principle. There's so many little things like yeah. that. Uh, I like the fact that the right field wall is 21 feet for Roberto Clemente. I mean, that's one of my favorites. So <laughs> he has lots of stories, but that's just a, that's a great example of somebody who's being really thoughtful about the way he designs. Yeah. He designs a lot of things other than a ballpark as an architect, but the way he designs buildings, experiences, interior design, all of it, really informed by his faith, really out of service for other people. And so we're excited to have David Reisel back, Steph Summers, who's actually a CCO alum, used to be on staff at the CCO, now leads the Center for Public Justice, is going to be talking about justice and politics, Center for Public Justice is in D.C., and it's an interesting year to be having J-Pro in an election year. Yeah. How do we think about our influence as citizens? How do we think about some of the tough issues that are going to be part of this election? So we're excited that Steph's joining us again. Very timely. Um, yeah, just a, a couple of examples, but all of the speakers are on the website at jubileeprofessional.com. So you can go look up those speakers and their backgrounds and really try to get People from all walks of life. We have uh, Mari Stout, who's counselor, therapist, lots of other folks, uh, Gregory Anderson, who's a pediatrician. So it's going to be great. So I'm on that list whole... too. I'm actually speaking for the first time uh, <laughs> about business and technology. So oh, cool. Very cool. <laughs> we're doing something new this year. We're, we're doing some breakouts that allow you to zoom in on particular fields. So there's a collection of different concentrations that you can zoom in and come up with stuff that's really relevant to what you do every day. So for the site, Darren, it's all spelled out as one thing, jubileeprofessional.com. Correct. 
Okay, yep. super. Well, I hope people will go and check that out, and I hope that they will consider coming and being a part of it because that idea of connecting the dots between their faith, what they believe, and their work and what they do is holistic discipleship. It's the life of following Jesus in that his lordship is sovereign over everything, including our work. And he has something to say about that. And that is a huge part of our following him. So Darren, thank you very much. And any final encouragements to those who are listening in on attending J-Pro and why they might do that? Uh, from the time this episode drops to J-Pro, it'll just be a couple of weeks. So it'd be someone who's going to be like, having to pivot and say, okay, this is a priority for me. I think I'm going to spend the money and the time because I really want to dig down on this part of my relationship with Jesus. Any encouragement for them as they're considering that? Certainly. I'll just say this. In all of my life and my career as a software developer and a leader of a software company, this has produced tremendous fruit and tremendous impact. And these ideas that we're going to be talking about, how to apply your faith, has impacted everything I do. It impacts my day. So I think it's transformational. It's been transformational for me. And so I'm excited for the people that are coming, some of whom will be hearing these ideas for the first time. They'll go out and practice it, and they'll multiply their impact. That's really what I'm most excited about is the impact. I do get to hear because I am on the board of the CCO, because I meet college students when they're hearing this for the first time. And then occasionally I get to hear the stories of what their career looks like later in life. Mm. And the stories of impact, we hope that every college student who's at Jubilee will continue to come back to Jubilee professional, continue to have impact as they graduate, as they take on roles in their career, as they take on more and more influence over time. And as they continue to connect these dots with their faith, the impact and potential of that is just massive. So we see stories of that all the time. It's wonderful to come to Jubilee Pro and hear those stories firsthand. Now, I didn't prompt you on this, but I'll give you a few seconds to think of one. But if you've got one of those stories to end with, that would be really awesome. But a couple of my takeaways, Darren, while you're trying to come up with one, is filling and fixing. Love the idea of God calls us to help fill up this world with good things and step into the broken things in fixing multiplying impact that you just shared, which is huge and connecting the dots where our faith really meets. And I'm absolutely convinced that most Christians have bought into kind of a platonic worldview buys into this dualism that what we do on Sunday has no impact on what we do the rest of the week. And we kind of have a sacred secular view of our lives. And at the very least we bring in some maybe moral behavior into our work but to think deeply and to think Christianly about our vocation and subsequently inside of that calling what our work looks like is a level of discipleship that the world desperately needs. And a great place to start it is in college, to be sure, because that's where they're asking those deep questions like you did. But it also needs to continue beyond that, which is why I'm so grateful for the work that you and others are doing with JPRO. So in closing, any good antidotes of someone who was a CCO uh, student that impacted them multiplying down the road. And you can look at that and go, wow, what a legacy that is. There are several, and some of them are fellow board members now of the CCOs to talk about uh, multiplying impact and giving back. One of my fellow board members is John Holt. And John Holt is in the accounting field, and he tells stories of 
meeting Jesus in college at Jubilee at the CCO and transformed his life at that level. And then when he learned that what he was studying in college, accounting, that there was a godly vision for accounting and, and keeping good measures. And he transformed that. I think he's the founder of multiple accounting firms now. He runs an organization called The Payroll Shop. And he tells stories that go all the way back to his his days at Jubilee and how that has had an impact on the accounting firms that he's founded and led. It yeah. is nice to hear those stories all the time. Yeah. John and I were in college together at the same time. So we probably both had the same campus minister, which was Dave Guthrie, if I remember correctly. And I remember I could line myself up next to you and John and say, Jubilee, Hilton Hotel, downtown Pittsburgh, a guy by the name of Terry Thomas gets up and speaks about the kingdom of God. And the dots were connected for me for the first time. And downstream, 38 years of pastoring and what I'm doing today in the EPC, the impact of that on me, add me to that multiplying impact legacy group along with you and John, and uh, grateful to be in such company for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so good to be with you. I have very fond memories of us planting New City Church in Pittsburgh together, taking that journey together. There's been so many rich connections over the years. So I really appreciate the opportunity to tell the Jubilee professional story and encourage people to come along. Absolutely. Thanks, Darren. I appreciate it and give my love to Chris. Will do. Thank you. All right. Well, my friends, that concludes another conversation. And we hope that this has been enjoyable for you, encouraging for you, thoughtful for you, and that you might consider not only coming to Jubilee Professional, but perhaps there's somebody that you think of that might benefit from coming to Jubilee Professional. Maybe you can't come, but maybe you've got the resources to give to somebody, maybe someone who just graduated from college recently in a particular field, your field, and you're like, you know what? I would love to give the gift of helping to encourage their discipleship in Jesus by thinking through and being around other people who are thinking through their vocation from a Christian perspective. And you can get that information online. Darren's already given us a place to do that, but we hope that you will pray for Jubilee, pray for the Jubilee professional and for the work of the CCO. And until the next time when we gather together, remember our good word, which is really that passage of scripture that forms and shapes a lot of the thinking around everything we've just been talking about from Colossians 1, 15 through 18. The sun is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created. And that includes software companies, amazingly enough. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, my friends, and in him, that is in Jesus Christ, all things hold together, for he is the head of the body, the church. And that is especially true for the EPC. My friends, it's been a delight to have you join us. And until the next time when we gather in the venue like this to continue the conversation, I bid grace and peace to you. Thank you again for joining us. On behalf of the entire team, please join us for our next episode. For more information about the EPC, including a directory of local churches, online resources, and much more. Visit our website at www.epc.org. I'm Rachel Joseph. I pray you have an overwhelming sense of God's presence in all things today.